Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Only the Avatar, master of all four elements, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished. A hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe Aang can save the world. What's up, Couch Potatoes? Welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears featuring Dan the Man. Bubby, hi. Shalomi, my homie. Oh, fuck. That just made my ears want to bleed. Good. <sighs> I think I need to move out now. Okay. Goodbye forever. No, no, no. You need to move out now. That's what I mean. No, no, no. I, I don't, I've never lived down here before. Uh, you have uh, two places you can go. Actually, you not have really. I, I, actually you have like six places you can go. I have zero places I can I have go. no because two of them one's moving and one's kind of condemned right now. It's fine. Whatever. Anyways, so Dan is here. Today we are going to talk about Avatar, which I didn't even know we were going to do this month to be honest with you. I thought we were watching it for fun. No, we never watch anything for fun in this that's house. That's not true. I watch lots of things for fun. Well, that's because you're an idiot. You should be watching things for the show and ba scoring a back catalog. Score a back catalog uh -uh. so you never have to do episodes ever again. You can just constantly put out episodes and be like, do I feel like doing Rabbit Ears again? No. I like pacing stuff out because then I don't get burned out. Much more better. Much more better. Much more. So you said that. You don't watch anything for fun. What have you been watching since you were on for BoJack that you would like to talk about, if anything? Uh, yeah, I literally haven't watched anything for fun recently. I've watched. So you did your whole. Well, you did movies. You did your whole top one hundred. Like, but that was like for a purpose. Like, yeah. yes, did I wind up enjoying myself because they are some of my favorite movies of all time? Yes. I'm just saying, if you but... would like to acknowledge anything that you've recently watched i would say you can expand it into movies since you'd watched a lot of movies recently uh i watched one episode of teenage bounty hunters which i didn't get your opinion on because i told you to watch the first episode it's D fine i mean i would i wouldn't be opposed to watching another couple episodes to see what happens but i also wouldn't care if i didn't watch anymore and actually you know what's uh, what's untrue is actually we did watch lovecraft country which we didn't have to watch for the show see uh, which uh, be competitive uh, or like be up to par with what they were discussing over on Countdown. Well, I mean, like you wanted to be able to know. No, I just wanted to know the first episode because, like, Paul recommended Lovecraft Country to me, which, like, I already wanted to check it out because you know, H.P. Lovecraft stories. Dan loves those. Uh, I also love when they play on the fact that he is a racist piece of shit by making a predominantly black cast, which I had. I know nothing. All I know about H.P. Lovecraft, I learned from a couple series or a couple of uh, episode arc on Supernatural. Sure. But, yeah, he's he a racist piece of shit. So, like, I've even... <laughs> it's going to sound stupid and I'm going to sound like Paul, but I, I have thought about a, uh, like, a Call of Cthulhu-y kind of movie. But uh, it, it would be Yahya Abdul-Mateen II as a private eye. Uh you would know Yaya as, uh, actually you wouldn't because you never saw him. Uh, but he was Cadillac in The Get Down and he is one of my favorite actors. Oh, I know Yaya. She was on a, season two of America's Next Top Model. She came in second behind Eva the Diva Pigford, who came on later as a housewife on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Fucking kill me. That's the Yaya. She got into acting BT dubs. So. Well, that's not who I'm speaking of. I know, but I just wanted to annoy you. Did it work? No. Lies. The lies, also from Real Housewives of Atlanta. So there's that. Uh, also, we watched Money Plane, which is the Money most Plane. important thing we've ever watched ever. Uh, I, I said it on my show, uh, but don't spend the the four ninety nine or three ninety nine to rent Money Plane. Wait for it to come free somewhere uh, and, and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I'm not mad that I watched it, and I don't. I mean, maybe it's because it was your money that was spent, so it doesn't affect me either way. Actually, it does affect you. Not really. Okay. It was $5. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. It's not my $5. 
Uh-huh. What? Nothing. Okay. Anything else you want to recommend? Uh, Alien Private Eye. <laughs> we watched that so many months ago. So many months ago, but Lemro is just just incredible. Cover I feel arts- like we need to rewatch that, and I want to watch Who Killed Captain Alex again at some point in my life. Not necessarily soon, but like I will rewatch them before I die, hopefully. The most important part about Alien Private Eye it was, is that it was written, directed, and edited by Victor. Victor! Uh, who did one other thing. Was, uh, Victor too. Oh, fuck. What was it called? It was, uh, it was the show with Kyle McLaughlin where he got uh, the next day's newspaper a day early. Oh, early, early edition? edition. That's it. That wasn't uh, Kyle McLaughlin. That was... Um, not Kyle McLaughlin. What's his name? The other dude that was like, in a lot of stuff. He's like super... He was the dad in uh, Godzilla, King King of Monsters. He's everybody. If you don't know who he is, I'm sorry. Like, this is not, I don't feel bad for not knowing this guy's name. He's not important. Oh, now. he sucks. He's a terrible He's actor. Fine. He's fine. I, I watched him in Godzilla. I'm like, no one's acting particularly well, but this guy is obviously the worst one. I mean, he was an early addition for Christ's sake. So I've been watching since the last episode. I, like. I got back into Peaky Blinders. I hadn't seen the newest season, which came out a year ago. So I decided to start from the beginning with the first season. So I watched all five seasons of that. I burped away from the mic. Just so that wouldn't happen. And then I'm on, I'm almost done with season three of Shits Creek, which I decided to start watching a couple days ago because I was bored and... There's a few shows that I'm like my interest is peaked in that you and I are watching together that I'm saving. So it kind of like limits me to what I can watch. So there was that stuff and there was something else, but I can't remember what it was. Must not have been that important. Definitely wasn't that important. Couldn't have been. You've been watching all the housewives again. Oh, fucking. And Below Deck. And. Below Deck Mediterranean just because it was fucking on. Like I've. I would not say that I am uh, aware of most of the stuff I'm watching most of the time. Sorry, hold on. Uh, apparently, Patriot Games is free on Amazon uh, Video right now. So, what's Patriot? It's a. Uh, it's the um. Oh, what the hell is his name? Jack Ryan. It's a Harrison Ford Jack Ryan movie. Okay. It's free. I'm going to buy it. Okay. Buy it. Okay. Moving on. Um, so before we get into discussing Avatar, we'll look back real quick at 2005 at the TV shows, movies, music, and pop culture news. So the TV shows that also premiered that year, I picked these for you. Robot Chicken, The Office, It's Always Sunny. And then I picked Weeds for Me and then Medium. Medium because it ties back into Money Plane because the psychic that inspired um, the TV show Medium was at a dinner party at Camille Grammer's house in the first season before Kelsey left her. Boob. You're such a fucking liar, Camille. She is, though. The movies that came out that year, Monster-in-Law, Just Friends, Rumor Has It, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and Waiting. So the first three are all ones we watched for Netflix and Swill. Uh-huh. Uh, all three are fucking terrible. Garbage. Uh, garbage cans of movies. Uh, what was the fourth? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, which I want to rewatch again this winter. We have a few that we like to watch like at the holidays. Like Klaus is now on my list. The Christmas Chronicles is now on my Christmas list. Christmas Chronicles 2 is coming out on so November 25th. That. I, re- I want to watch Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang again because I only saw it. The two times that we watched it before Gerald's podcast. Yes. Uh, of tangential Christmas movies. Uh, you can go back into the two peas on a podcast archives to find that. And then the last one was Waiting, which I showed you and it was fucking funny. Yes. Uh, I've seen, like, the training scene of, like, Ryan Reynolds training Mitch uh, many times on Comedy Central, but I've never seen the whole movie. The whole movie's fucking good. I enjoy it every time I watch it. Ryan Reynolds is playing himself. Like he's he's very early Deadpool in terms of like snarkiness and like dry. I think he's very like a dry and sarcastic person. Anyways, sure, it just fits into that. I, I think, and, and this hit before I really cared about this because like Jake Johnson draws my ire now for basically playing himself. But like 
Everybody if, plays themselves. If I was more cognizant of it, I probably would fucking hate Ryan Reynolds now because he just plays himself. Like he he has no range. Now, of course, there's that movie Buried, which I, I think is a more serious turn for him. So I'd like to see that. I don't know about that. Uh, it ba- the general premise is that Ryan Reynolds uh, wakes up buried in a coffin, and he's oh, trying to buried. bring B- buried. I thought you were talking about, like bury like a person, like B A R R Y. I was like, I don't know this. Well, that's a that's an HBO series that Corey recommends highly. Okay, well, I'll probably have time to get on that, seeing as how I've got another nine and a half weeks of fucking sitting home. Yes, puppy. Um, the music from that year. Okay, so this is one of the rare years where I knew every single song that I had listed from the top one hundred, but because this was the year that I turned twenty-one, so that uh-huh. makes sense why I knew all these songs. So, Hollaback Girl, Lose Control by Missy in, uh featuring Sierra. Mr. Brightside by The Killers, Beverly Hills uh, by Weezer, and then you were just listening to the song uh, Feel Good Inc. the other day by The Gorillaz. Yeah, uh, that's off their Demon Days album. It's a great album. If you listen to it in order, uh, if you listen to them out of context, with the exception of like Feel Good Inc. and like a couple other ones, like doesn't doesn't feel so good to be listening to them when it you listen to them. Feel Good Inc. Well, no, like it, it's one of those. It, I know, but like. I'm just trying to explain myself because, like, it, like the songs are good in context of the album, but when you listen to them on their own, they're just like, eh, what's the song? But like, as you hear, as you listen through the entire album, it, they all kind of flow. Work. You're a lot of work. You ain't lying. Ah, pop culture news. This was the year that Tom Cruise jumped on Oprah's couch. The BTK serial killer was um, charged with 10 counts of murder in Wichita, Kansas. Bird flu claimed the lives of thousands, probably. The Supreme Court ruled that the medicinal use of marijuana violates federal drug laws and that users can be prosecuted. Ha ha. And then Prince Harry went to a Halloween party dressed as a Nazi. Okay, so uh, other important things that happened this year. I didn't. I didn't list everything on purpose. I have a uh, whole list of other, other things, things that matter to me. Oh, for fuck's sake! Ow. Uh, Fallout Boys from Under the Cork Tree. Okay, debuted. that's not important. I don't have that on my main list. How now. do you not have that on your main list? I don't care about Fallout Boy. What is wrong with you? There was like they came on at the perfect time, right after Blink One Eighty Two went on hiatus. Fallout Boy came out, and they started becoming more popular. They, they were around the same time as Blink One Eighty Two. Something funny. What? So. Remember the night that we did the 1993 draft and I was on beforehand with Caleb and I got super fucking drunk. So he and I were talking about how I have this series that you can see right now of the Fallout Boy, like the video game mixed with Twin Peaks. And he thought I was like, oh, Dan loves Fallout Boy. But we were talking about two different fucking Fallout Boys. Well, yeah, the Fallout Boy. Yes. I mean, I played a lot of. Uh, yes, but he was talking Fallout about 3. this fucking band that you obviously have obscure knowledge about. Obscure knowledge is a very popular band. Hey. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Comment on the episode to tell Ashley what an idiot she is for not understanding how popular Fallout Boy is. Okay. You're very defensive on the subject. You I'm can just, have it. Take it if you need out. it. Take it if you need it. You can have it. I have to look up something. Something oh ve- something very important. Cause I Oh, I'm so glad I poured myself my one drink a month. Uh-huh. Oh, it was 2003. Never mind. Okay. Uh, Continue. You don't have anything very important to add? No, I thought, uh, for whatever reason, Linkin Park's Meteora album came out in 2003. I think this This was- This is 2005. Right. I I thought it came out in 2005. It came out in 2003. I think this was actually the year where they did their collab album with Jay-Z. Did you? Are you aware of this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I know none of the words you've said besides Jay-Z. Hold on. Linkin Park, Jay-Z. Because this was a thing. And it was a weird thing that happened in, in music. It certainly is. 2004. November 30th, 2004. So that's why I associated 2005 because it's late 2004. Oh. But yeah, Jay-Z and Linkin Park did a, a collab album where they like basically like crammed together their songs in, uh, in like this kind of remix version. Like, you know the Aerosmith Run DMC song? From the 80s? Yes. Yes. It's like that, but they did an entire album. It was kind of fucking surreal. With this widely known knowledge. <laughs> this is widely known! <laughs> okay. Uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, aired from 2005 to 2008 on Nickelodeon for three seasons, 61 episodes. 
It's rated a 9.2 out of 10 on IMDb and ranked their number 12 series on their top rated TV shows of all time. What? Hi! Yeah, I agree. Uh, written and created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian, fuck me, I shouldn't have been yeah. drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have no so idea. what's funny is Wait, that- Wait, I have to finish saying the summary and the actors. Uh, Chill. Oh, okay. Uh, shut, up, go, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. In a war-torn world of elemental magic, a young boy reawakens to undertake a dangerous mystic quest to refill- to fulfill, not refill, his drink, his destiny as the Avatar and bring peace to the world. Starring Zach Tyler as Aang, Jack DeSena, Mae motherfucking Whitman, did not know that was her. Oh, yeah. Had no idea. Uh, Dante Basco, Mako, your boy, and yes. Michaela Jill Murphy. Now, what were you going to say? Oh, so uh, we talked about uh, the two creators of Avatar leaving the live action series, maybe about a month ago now on I our show. I heard that on your show. Yes. And I also Netflix had a very difficult time saying whatever Brian's last that name was. That is a fucking, is he Russian? Uh, He's definitely uh, uh, some kind of fucking, you're like Scandinavian. Nope, like that's a lot of it's continent. It's definitely Eastern Bloc. So that means okay. former USSR. I've been watching a lot of like shows that are like turn of the century time and like also reading Sherlock. So. The USSR like, was between the 1940 thir- and, and 1989. No, because in season three of Peaky Blinders, he does stuff with the Romanovs. That's what's the Russians that I'm talking about. There's a series called the Romanovs on Amazon Prime <laughs> that I think is, I think they're all descendants of Saw, like, uh, and they, they don't all, like, I don't know. It, it was apparently a bad show. But it was like an anthology kind of thing that followed like twelve different family members of this of the Romanov family. There was an unsolved mysteries about a girl who turned up and we thought she was Anastasia Romanov, but she wasn't. Oh, Anywho. oh, is that Anastasia from uh, from the cartoon? From the it's cartoon on my HBO. Is currently watching, which I I used to watch that with my sister. A lot. I used to watch that too. I was associated with Disney because no, it looks it's like the a Disney off movie. Disney. Yeah, it looks like a Disney movie. It's but like it wasn't. the Thumbelina. Where they have you ever seen the Thumbelina one? Oh, my sister and I watched that one a lot too. But oh, I'm sorry, like I, I shook my head. Disney. I should have said no because this is a podcast. And you guys can't see me. I mean, me they could have inferred that from my response when I was talking. Regardless, uh, or you could go off on a tangent about it. No, Dan's had a caffeine and I've had an alcohol. Welcome to this podcast, everybody. Do you want to tell me what you like about Avatar? Look, uh. There's what was lot- your experience? How about this? So how, how many times have you seen the series before? Probably one. It's one? Okay. What was your experience watching it this time on your second viewing? Um, I remember a lot of the show, uh, also because like cultural osmosis, uh, that, is a, that is a term I have coined. I haven't trademarked it yet, but uh, you have not heard it from any other human being. Are you high? Who, who said that? Everybody. I've, cultural osmosis has been culturally osmosed. All right. Hold on. Oh, I am now, sake, we are now I've Google searching. We're now Google searching oh, cultural for fuck's sake. osmosis. Uh, social osmosis is the direct infusion of social or cultural knowledge. Okay, so I, I can't take it. Correct. Uh, regardless, Osmosis Jones, what a great show. No, that was Orlando Jones, wasn't it? Osmosis Jones? Wasn't Orlando Jones a voice for one of those characters? No, I don't think so. Did I just associate the two because O. Jones? Yes. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Apparently, uh, I've decided to fucking file some things oddly in my memory banks. What did you? What was your? You said you've watched it once, and then you've absorbed a lot through cultural osmosis. Yeah, and went off uh, on a tangent. I remember being like, "This is a good show. Like, this is a pretty good show." There's a lot of now rewatching, and I'm like, "There's some issues. Like, there's there's a there's quite a few issues with the show. I I do not understand the nine point two. They're like nine point two is." That high. is drastically high. Especially when you're putting it on the same level as shows like Breaking Bad, which it's on the same list as. Like, I feel like for me, this show, I had different expectations going into it because it's obviously been built up. And I can appreciate it as being really good for a kid's show and decent enough for an adult to enjoy, even though it's a kid's show. But it is certainly not at the level of other shows that are rated among this list at those levels. What are some What are some other shows? Oh, I have the list. Yeah, because I'm saved on my phone, like, motherfucker. Breaking Bad, not a good one for me because I've seen five episodes. Right. I've seen okay. I've seen a carcass fall through a bathtub. That's about it. So I saved this list because I like made it and I was gonna use it to like build obviously episodes on. So number one on the list is 
This is going to go one and then down. Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, The Wire, Rick and Morty, The Sopranos. This one says Avatar is at number seven. So this is the uh, IMDb Top 100 list that I got this off of. Then uh, Sherlock, True Detective, Firefly, Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series also has problems, too. It does. Like, uh, we w- we watched uh, Mask of the Phantasm. I'm like, man, this movie's great. Everyone says how great this is. And we watched them. Like, there's a whole, like, there's 15 minutes missing from this movie that needs to explain their whole relationship. Yeah, because it's just, not it doing just it. like man, woman, similar age, sexually attracted to each other. Yeah. And, like, Avatar has uh, similar problems. Not like, like, the Katara Ang romance makes sense. Uh, it feels earned. I'm the, fine the with Sokka it. The Sokasuki feels earned. Uh, Zuko in May ish, but that's like kind of thrown in there towards like the second half of the show. Yeah. But like, there are instances where Aang will go from not knowing an element of like to bend. And then all of a sudden, like the next episode, he's a fucking master. And it's like, that's not how that works. And then the same thing. So remember when Sokka was learning his sword play and it showed that whole fucking montage of him like doing the sword training and it turned out to just be a one day thing. You're like, uh, that was a lot got done during that one day. Yeah. It, um, I feel like it takes a long time to get stuff to get to a point. Like it makes it feel, I don't know. They take a long time to get somewhere and then they get somewhere and they're like, Oh shit, we got to end the season. Yeah. So then they rush to the end and it's like, well, that's not the point. Like the, the point is the full journey. And the fact that Ang can pay, like, I get that he is a prodigy, like we saw him pick up waterbending fairly easy off the waterbending right. scroll. I understood that, but like it was still like relatively basic stuff. Uh, but like he is able to do whatever he fucking wants with like very minimal waterbending training, and it's just like okay. I mean, I guess he's the Avatar, but also like this, this makes no sense. Well, so I mean, you can explain anything away saying that he's got all the previous incantations of the avatars' incarnations. lives, like incarnations, whatever. Incantations, incantations, So, like, I mean, there's enough fucking mystic quality to the show to explain anything away. But it felt like, and I was rewatching the first season. It felt like just maybe they don't think kids have a super great attention span and can't remember like what's happening over a wide story arc, so they keep it to like fun things and like remind you a little bit about the like what they need to do but like so then when they get to it it makes sense because you knew it had to happen but like taking a long time and like building on a story might be difficult in terms of like getting kids to give a fuck about that kind of thing so it'll be interesting to see uh when we visit legend of korra to see if it actually does that because like you said it's it's a lot of like one-off episodes until like the final four episodes of every season pretty much also like there's a mid-season where they'll do like a two-parter but for the most part like the final four episodes flow together with a narrative uh and then and like even the series finale they combine into one big episode that's like basically a fucking movie basically i mean i can see the advantages like i would watch this with my niece when she's old enough because i feel like it introduces important topics that like kids need to be aware of like I grew up in a world where it was like being adult is eating ice cream for dinner and staying up as late as you want. Like it's, there's no scary responsibilities. And like, I feel like it's important to introduce to kids reality at an early age so that you don't set them up for disappointment. So like, this is a good show to do that. It's a good show to let your kids know that life fucking sucks. Yes. And it usually sucks because other humans are terrible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, so I took Wayne during the 30 Rock episode, told me about this like 16 part personality test you could take. So I had taken that already. And then I found online like a fucking stupid BuzzFeed thing that basically said like whatever that personality you got from that 16 part thing, this is your avatar character that correlates to it. So I knew going into it that I was a Zuko. So I was paying special attention to that character and his developmental arc. And I found myself most frustrated by Zuko. Which kind of goes with the whole, like, the things that you hate in yourself or what irritates you about others. So, like, I kind of get it. Yes. I would be interested to know which which one do you feel like you relate to I most? I fucking hate the Briggs-Myers. I think that's what it's called. I don't know if it's Briggs-Myers. It's some, in, it's some fucking offshoot it's, of that It's some name-name test. Yes. And it's stupid. Uh, people's personalities are more complex than that. Obviously. Don't give me that shit. Fuck off. Fuck off. 
Okay, which character do you feel like is most like you? Probably Sokka. I can see that. But Sokka, you have you have more depth to you than Sokka demonstrates. Sokka shows quite a bit of depth. When? He's a goofball, but he's also a brilliant tactician. Tactician has nothing to do with depth. Yes, but you 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 observe him as kind of a moron. But then you know when time come when the time comes, he is the one person you can rely on to help you through and he's a situation. The only one that doesn't have any fucking superpowers. Yes. Basically, he has no bending abilities. I mean, Suki also has no superpowers, but but I mean, she's a fucking trained warrior. Whereas Sokka was left like with the, all the fucking women and children, and he being like maybe fourteen, fifteen was the fucking like eldest male. Yes, which. In a patriarchal society like the fucking water tribe was important. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What do you, I mean, we've kind of already touched on it. What do you not care for in the show? Passage of time. There's no consistency with how time works. Time seems to work however much they want it to work at any point. Like, uh, I don't know. It's like, oh, we got to beat the Fire Lord by the end of the summer. And it's like, by Susan's well, comment. But how wherever. fucking long is it till the summer? If and we then don't they were like the solstice. Yeah, I agree. There's not like you have no fucking like feel for how much time is passing or how much time far away things are. Right. Said that really clumsily. I'm That's sorry. what I know what you meant. So like, there's that. It's also um there there's a lot of filler story that's kind of un- completely unnecessary. And like, it's why. I would have been interested to see what the creators would have done with the live action series, knowing like, hey, uh, maybe we could clean this up. Maybe we could actually, you know, show past your time. Maybe we could actually show Aang learning bending and it taking time because it takes time. Because like, if you remember, the one thing that Aang says at the when he goes to meet Roku is like, it took you years to master all the elements, and I have to master them all by the end of the summer. And right. It's like, all right. Show that. Show that struggle. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel like a lot kind of came to him really conveniently, which isn't a great lesson for kids, seeing as how this show's supposed right. to be. Oh, doing. if you're just naturally gifted, things will be fine. And I was like, well, that's not wonderful. You can kind of fucking wing it. I mean, it's kind of true. If you're naturally gifted, things will come to you. That's but not like, a great lesson you for still, kids. You though. still got to work at it. Yeah, don't fucking expect kids to be able to just like meet some fucking dragons that aren't supposed to exist and get their homework done overnight. That's some bullshit. Fire is life, Bubby. Sure. Who are some of your favorite characters? I feel like you and I have the same two favorites. Uh, pretty much all of them, actually. There, there, there's very few characters that I don't like. That I will agree with. There's like I don't dislike. I mean, I felt most frustrated with Zuko because like it took a really long time for him to be decent. Like his internal struggle between right and wrong was basically two seasons plus. Yes, which was a lot, right? Uh, and you you need the end of season two turn where you know I was expecting him to fucking do the right thing. No, 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 no. You you need you need him Ugh. to still have that crisis of faith. Uh, but like that's the problem is like the crisis of faith happens at the end of season two and like halfway through season three he's a good guy and there's very little time for him to develop anything with the with uh, as the fan group calls it the gang which is G A A N G. Yes, so like. There, that's a that's a complete inefficiency with the with the story. Uh, in reality, he probably should have turned. He, he, the fake turn should have happened uh, in like halfway through the second season, uh, and then at the end of the second season, he turns good, and then goes with Aang. I mean, I get you can like kind of bullshit any kind of like life lesson for kids in here, like. No matter how many times you make the wrong choice, you can always make the right choice and, like, choose to do the right thing. Like, sure. But as a fucking viewer, it's just a lot to ask of me to be, like, everybody. And, like, Katara has, a, like, a couple episodes where she's totally fucking rude to him for a long time, and it's kind of aggravating to watch. But it feels like his acceptance into the group is really quick and really without effort. Um... At times. At other times, and this is a product of having multiple writers on the show, because, uh, like, the way TV episodes are mostly written is that some, like, someone will write this episode, someone will write the next episode, and a third person will write the next episode. So, like, they'll just be like, oh, well, this relationship is 
fine in this episode, bad in this episode, and uh, good in this episode. So, like, it, it all depends on who's writing it. It was like The Office. There's, like, inconsistencies with how people behave in, like, in sequential episodes because, you know, they're just writing them. They don't, they're, like, they're not really comparing notes. Well, and sometimes in that situation, they're writing them at the same time, so they don't have mm-hmm. the feedback or the knowledge of what the other person is writing in the episode preceding or, like, coming after it. Yes. So, it's it, like, whatevs. I think that's a, another problem. And, I w- like, with an animated show, though, it's very easy to, because you have to animate the whole fucking thing, which takes a while. It takes a while longer than shooting an episode does, so I think it's easier to revise scripts just a little bit. And be like, all right, how are how is everyone's relationship with this character? All right, well, uh, let's build it properly. I agree. There's 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 some shit that could have been smoother, but I mean, the message of the show is good. Yes, I feel like it's got some good fucking ways to introduce difficult topics to kids and to create a talking point and an awareness. <sighs> I don't, I mean, I tried to rewatch the first season again and I found myself disinterested. I don't think there's enough substance there for adults to get much out of rewatches. Okay. Did you feel, do you feel like you got much out of your rewatch? Yes. Well, then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just need to put some time in between it. You never said which characters you act, is there a characters that you like more than others? No, not really. Okay. Well, like Toph and Iroh were two of my favorite. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 Put your phone down, motherfucker. No, I'm I'm looking up a specific thing because uh, a very important thing to what do with it? the show. Uh, so it? I mentioned it to you, but about uh, it was like uh, Tales of Bossing Say. There was that episode Tales of Bossing Say where Iroh does uh, his day for his son uh, in mourning of his son who who passed away during the Fire Nation War. That's what caused him to leave Bossing Say as. Uh, as, as a quote-unquote failure because his fucking son died and everyone's a monster in the fire kingdom and it's like oh what a failure he left because his son died and it's like yeah of course he's left because his son died and it kind of it kind of made him rediscover his his life and refit rethink about what he wanted to do with his life so it made him reassess like what's fucking like what's honorable like do i really need to fucking carry on the stupid war that i have no passion in like yes like you understand the mortality and like doing important things with your time on earth so before season two came out uh mako the voice actor actually passed away and uh fortunately for everybody i guess is the the best way to say it. so tales of bossing say was kind of done that iroh story was done as like a tribute to mako because like that was like i think the last thing he really recorded uh, he, he finished up season two but there was one line in that that story where they get the Mako sound like Greg Baldwin. That's his name. Uh, he sort of sounds like Mako. I don't know why everyone's like, he sounds exactly like him. Nope. He, he, there's a distinct difference between the way Mako speaks and the way this guy speaks. You have an ear for voice acting that is unparalleled, by the way. So, like, your standard for noticing these things is much different than other people. Sure. Uh, but I, I, I feel like it's insane that you didn't. Notice well, I it. also can't fucking hear. You're also deaf, but like, he he reads a line, uh, and actually, there's another line in the following episode uh, that's also read by Greg Baldwin. Then I'm just like, did, did anybody, nobody, how did Mako just not be able to do these two lines? Like, huh? Regardless, uh, so like, that was a big thing: is Mako passing away and then bringing in Greg Baldwin to do the Mako or to do the Iro voice, which uh, he did an admirable jo- admirable job. Uh, it also was a problem with uh, Samurai Jack whenever that came back, because it had finished by the time uh, Avatar had come out. Did Mako do that? Mako was the voice of Aku. Uh, the voice of Jack is done by Phil Lamar. Okay, that, that's Marvin. Okay. Oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. Who Phil Lamar is? He was on Mad TV. It's also Hermes. Hermes? From Futurama. Yeah. Huh. Also John Stewart in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. <laughs> now I'm just flexing. This motherfucker's knowledge of voice actors is, like, ridiculous. Like, how many times would you say during the viewing of the show did you go, Oh, is that this person's voice? I'm going to look yeah, it up. Yeah, we got uh, Ron Perlman. 
He was uh, Feng Long. I think that's what his name Feng, uh Cultural advisor and head of the Dai Li. No, no, it was not Ron Perlman. That was Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown oh did uh, Feng Long, or whatever his name is. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. We did get Ron Perlman for a few episodes. Uh, there was... <laughs> This is gonna sound stupid. Uh, I'm just laughing at you laughing at your own joke that you no, haven't no, no. told you. I didn't, I didn't I haven't told a joke. It's just stupid because there's there's one episode with uh Toff's dad, and I'm like, oh my god, is Toff's dad the voice actor for Kratos Aurelian from Tales of Symphonia? And I look it up, and of course he is. And I'm just like, this is the stupidest thing ever. This is what I'm fucking sitting next to this entire goddamn show, by the way. Yeah, also <laughs> Phil Lamar was uh the voice of the Earth King. So that was that's another Call back to Phil Lamar being a voice actor is he was in the show. Basically, if you were a voice actor uh, that was prominent during this time, you were probably you probably did a voice in the show. Uh, Mark Hamill did uh, uh, does Fire Lord Ozai. He's the voice of Fire Lord Ozai. Love. Uh, Gray Delisle is people mostly know. Is that Gray Delisle <laughs> as Azula? Am I or am I just wrong? I have no idea. Or is that that Michaela chick that you were saying? No, that Michaela chick was Toff. Toff, yeah. All right, then great. I'm fairly confident that Gray Delisle is Azula. Sure. Uh, Gray Delisle most famously uh, has done Raven in Teen Titans, and she's the newer voice of Daphne in the Scooby Doo stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, the fucking voice acting dictionary. Thesaurus. So, so when somebody, I want to bring this up real quick. So when somebody brought up, to, when Paul called for a thread of uh, topics that he wanted people to do, and and someone was like, top 10 voice actors. And I went, if I'm not on this, I'm going to fly to Perth and kick both of you in the dick. Uh, I was not kidding. I know way too much about voice actors. He's not lying. It's, I would actually prefer him to fly to Perth over this. <laughs> Granted, nobody can go anywhere with an American passport right now. Good thing I don't have an American passport. Just swim. The great whites will eat you alive, Good. darling. But then how can I pay rent? We're not gonna pay. We're not no, gonna See, anytime pay. someone brings up rent, I, I think of uh, the, the guy from Spider-Man 2. Rent? You don't remember the, the rent guy? I fell asleep during Spider-Man 2. I went what to a midnight showing. What the fuck showing. is wrong with you? I went to a midnight showing with my friends. Get I was the like, fuck out of my house. I fell asleep during the fucking train fighting scene. I woke up at the end of the movie. Oh my God. This I have no idea what happened. Bitch. It was a midnight showing. I was so sweepy. So sweepy. All right. <laughs> so sweepy. So sweepy. All right. Ask more questions. What, um, Any... Story arcs that you particularly liked or disliked. All right, so obviously this is that one episode of the two rival clans from the Earth Kingdom that uh, they have to do a thing with and be like, look, people who have differences can come together even though they have differences. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. The story's stupid. Um, other storylines. Uh, Jet, the first episode, the the first episode with Jet didn't make any sense. And Caleb kind of, Caleb and I kind of talked about it on our show with like. Jet coming back for his little like story arc in like season his redemption two. Redemption arc. I wouldn't even call it redemption. It's just Jet exists and Jet continues to do Jet things. But like his little story arc in season two, it's just like, oh, well, we need a character who's uh basically w- whose one motivation is to seek out firebenders and destroy them. So of course He's they're angry. just gonna bring out Jet because they didn't kill him. Because they don't kill anybody, because... Oh, Jet was dead when... Lion Sea Turtles save the days, deus ex machina. Well, we... We'll I get mean, to that. I mean, that's that's one of the worst parts of the show, honestly, uh, is that. Okay, we'll get there. But Sorry, like, I, didn't, I shouldn't have even brought it but up. But no, Jet okay. does die in that episode. Because Toph's like, he's lying. I'm not... Jet's like, I'm fine. Toph's like, he's lying. So I don't remember. He, yeah, so Jet's dead. Okay, so Jet's dead. Jet's dead, baby. Jet's dead, baby. <sighs> Still my Whose joke. chopper is this? Zed's. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. <gasps> There's a monkey. Hi, Stinky. I was particularly bothered by the loss of Appa storyline. I felt like that. You also tortured me. Oh, with yeah. That. that was great. That was terrible. Because, like, he, Appa got lost, and I was very upset because I obviously, hi, Anyang, prefer animals to humans in most situations. 
And so for Appa to be lost, and Appa was so traumatized by it, and it was so sad. So here's here's how this went. Uh, Ashley and I finished the episode where uh, Appa got taken. It took in. Took in. Uh, and then Liam Neeson was called in. Uh, so after that episode, we took a break for three days to stop watching the show because I wanted to torture her mainly. That was actually the, the explicit reason. And then we got up to the episode of Oppa's Lost Days where Ashley's like, oh my God. And then like, we get to the, the, the part where she's like, uh, where it looks like Oppa's going to find so Aang. Close. And They're then, so and then, uh, Long Fang, that's his name. Long Fang shows up, no, voiced by Clancy Brown, uh, shows up and kidnaps Appa. And then you get upset again. And yes. then we took another break for like three or four days so I could upset you even more. Yeah, you're a fucking dipshit. By the way, though, Anyang now responds to Yip Yip to get up on top of furniture instead of up up, which is what I used to do before. But now we've changed it to Yip Yip. Yes. Yip Yip. She's my little up. Uh, what She's are you doing there? She can go in there if you're not cooking. No. Yes, she can. No. Yes, she can. She goes in there to meditate. Sometimes she needs to be away from me. You can understand She can that. meditate right there. No, she likes to be in a separate room sometimes. Yeah, it's a separate room from that room. The Leave room you spend alone. 99% of your time in. Leave her alone. She can go and fucking rest. You've made me... This puppy wants butt scratches. I know. She's such a slut. Um, all right, so... Funny thing, like running jokes, the cabbages guy was around forever. My cabbages! <laughs> he started like in the fucking fifth episode, the sixth episode of the first season. Yeah, but- and my cabbages went through season three. That was great. And then Hotman, Hotman, Flamio. Hotman? 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 As soon as Hank started busting on Hotman, I just started referring <laughs> to Ashley as Hotman? Hotman? He's just so fucking, like, Aang is so, like, charming. He's so happy. He said, like, he did. Baby, you're my forever girl. Oh, my God. That was, I thought for real they were smooching it up then. It was for real. It was so cute. My forever girl. Um, I have a lot of notes in here about how upset I was about the Appa (laughs) storyline. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) I do. Uh, Sokka sword training we talked on. The Ember Island stuff was creepy with the little old lady twins. And then you got like a psychoanalysis of uh, Azula, Ty Lee, Zuko, and May, Like, because they're all Fire Nation and they're on Ember Island. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's a trope is like creepy twins. Always yeah. always a trope. Uh, I, I'm reminded, especially old twins, I'm reminded of uh, oh, what's the, uh, a series of unfortunate events. You have the old the old. Uh, lady twins in that who the old lady twins you don't remember them no they finish each other's sentences they say things at the same time no i don't remember this oh wow okay my (laughs) fucking the tragedies of using marijuana daily correct yeah um you also have toss blindness being a thing those jokes were also funny whenever she would claim that she spotted something like those were great and the 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 one where I think you were too busy on your phone. I'm like, you got to pay attention. You're a really funny joke coming here, and you're like, and then I have to rewind it for you. And you're like, oh my god, that was hilarious. Who are you to talk about being too busy on your phone? You're just excellent at multitasking, and I suck oh, I'm at tremendous. it. Tremendous. Yes. We talked about we talked about it in this week's episode. I I was playing I was playing video games while watching a Rush documentary while watching football. I my brain doesn't work like that, man. I need to just do one thing at a time. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm very good at that. I can't do multiple things. Like, I give everything all my attention, or one thing all of my attention, and then that's it. Uh, other notes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just real quick. Um, There were some spooky stories by the campfire in the woods, some Halloween episode. I made a note. Oh, yeah, that was the bloodbending episode. Oh, yeah, that was fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, Dan constantly saying, why do I know that voice? <laughs> Literally, my next Why do I know that voice? (laughs) Wait, is your King Phil Lamar? (laughs) That was you. Um, All the animal hybrids were so cute. They were so cute. I love... My favorite is when they talk about uh, the Earth King's bear. And like his bear Bosco. It's like, you mean like a rabbit bear? What about like a platypus bear? What about a rhino bear? It just says bear. bear. It's a bear bear. Um... 
And then it was side quest filler episodes leading up to the final four episodes. Not oh, it was uh, character study episodes, whereas like they all had to come to terms with Zuko being a part on, of the like, group. Some fucking like one off with Zuko and like discovered something about themselves, and then Toph wanted her fucking adventure and got fucking shortened. Well, uh, it was, it was Zuko who really discovered something with, with Toph. Right, well, Toph was well, wanting to get something out of that it. That was during the Ember Island Players. Toph got, took her magical oh, spirit yeah, journey. Oh, yeah, that was a cute episode, though, when they were watching the fucking Avatar play. Yes, it was fine. Also, Aang is not voiced by a girl, like you said. I th- See, I always assumed he was. No, because it's not. Bart Simpson, Simpson is voiced by a girl. Well, that's why I say it, because like typically... If you have a, a little boy character, they're almost always voiced by women because yes. they can maintain that voice for a long time. Uh, Timmy Turner, voiced by Tara Strong. Uh, Veronica Taylor was the voice of Ash Ketchum for several seasons of Pokemon. So, like, if you want to keep a little boy sounding like a little boy, you cast a girl. Yep. I'm just saying, that is that is the typical strategy. I think Jimmy Neutron was also voiced by a woman, but I don't, I don't know. My God, this is like a whole fucking character study and voice acting. I'm just saying, that, like, it is factual. That is how you do it. These and more voice, like, like uh, unless voice. you want the character to actually age, in which case, then it's fine. Well, Aang didn't age because I think the whole series took place over less than a year. Yes, but who would know other than one or two comments about that? Um, is there anything you would have changed about the series or anything you would do differently? Fix the time. Show show time progression, show bending progression. Yes. Um remove or like move around some stuff. Like Zuko's redemption arc is very short. It's like less than 10 episodes. Yeah, and it's crammed into the fucking like second half of the last the season. The final season so that they have to wrap rushed. up. And then you give him no time to learn firebending, which is why you've got the fucking suddenly learning. Like, oh, you can learn all about bending by meeting the originators of the bending. No, I, I'm fine. Look, I'm fine with it's. It's like Martha. I'm fine with the idea of it, but the execution is very poor. Okay, sure. If they had set up lion turtles much better than they did. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. The dragons. Oh, uh, I was fine with that. Because, okay. like, Zuko loses his, fu- his spark because, like, and it's a character, it's character building for both of them because, like, Aang's getting over his fear of firebending because the last time he firebended, he hurt uh, somebody. He, he hurt, he burned Katara, although, uh, ipso facto, Katara learns that she has heel hands, so she can uh, use the lane, uh, she can roll for laying, laying, laying of hands. Uh, Caleb will get that joke because it's a D&D joke. But, like, we learn that, and so Aang gets over that, and Zuko, who drew his firebending from anger, now has to learn how to draw it from a different source. Yes, because firebenders are angry people. Angry, very angry. Angry elf. He's an angry elf. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Um, uh, Lion Turtle, obviously. Yeah, so, like, the whole thing, like, leading up to this, like, he, you know, he's got to defeat Fire Lord Ozen. Ozai. Ozai, whatever. Sozin, Sozin's Sozin come, was whatever. his grandfather. Ozen I... Uzuraki, so Suzuki. so it goes. It goes. Fire Lord Sozin, Fire Lord Zulon, who is uh, uh, the son of Fire Lord uh, Sozin, and then you have Fire Lord Ozai, who is the son of Zulon, who is the grandson of Fire Lord Sozin. Yeah. Fuck! Can't believe I have sex. I know, right? <laughs> I can't believe I've ha- I've had sex. I can't. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Did you ever see this Fabio commercial? No. Oh man. Those were terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I have. I just don't remember Fabio commercials. The only thing I remember about Fabio is the, fa- the time he got hit with a fucking bird in the face on a roller coaster. <laughs> on a roller coaster. I covered that on here. I feel was like that it was 1999. I don't know. Anyways, I How feel was like- your sex life? <laughs> I feel like it would be highly inappropriate to do Mary Bang Kill for this show. So I really was planning on skipping it. Um. Oh, we didn't even talk about fire the fire turtles oh. or the the lion turtles. I will skip around this. Okay, so that's right. We we're talking about fucking. Uh, yeah, Fabio. Sorry, real quick. Fabio hit in the face with uh, a a goose uh, on March thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. I was right, ninety nine. Oh my god, because I remember talking about the same year that Pee Wee Herman was caught masturbating in the movie theater. I don't know why anyone cared. It was a porn theater. 
I'm just saying, because he's famous. So like, I know, but still, like, well, I don't know. What do you cares. expect people to be doing in a fucking porn theater if not touching? Well, dude, their... that dude got fucking blackballed for that. It's like he's jerking off in a fucking because porn he was theater. a kids show fucking host. Pee Wee's Playhouse is not a children's. It show. was in the '90s. I watched it. I watched fucking Beavis and Butthead until my grandma was like, "Yo, just because this is a cartoon doesn't mean this is for children." Okay. Anyhow, um. So we were talking about he's got to oh. So we like we find it he's no we know we've had to fucking defeat Ozai the entire time, but only in the last couple episodes do we now have the problem presented that Aang doesn't want to kill him. Yes. So we don't know how he's supposed to like remove him as a threat without killing him, which is what everybody's telling him he has to do. And I don't know if it's just poor. Uh, it feels like poor writing because it's never a thing. Never that- introduced into the show until. I, I think it's episode 15, like literally the end of episode 15 and then the episode and then the beginning of episode 16 is the run into uh, Sosin's Comet, which is the four part season series finale. Right. So like up until that point, you like, I don't I don't know if they were just like, hey, in case you forgot, he has to kill. He has to kill Ozai. So maybe I, I don't know if that's what they were going for, but I just don't feel like it's earned. I don't feel like it's not he, something that he's been wrestling with or that we knew was like going to be a problem that leading up to it, just kind of thrown in last second. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Oh, I'm having a crisis of conscience about it." And it's like, okay, that's, so this is the entire first episode. But of- then all of his like previous fucking Avatar lives tell him he's got to kill him, and then all of a sudden he fucking like. It's magic away to this island that disappears that turns out to be a sea lion turtle that teaches him how to Energy Bend. Energy Bend, that's what it's called. To take away somebody's bending power, which means everybody wins. Right, Ang 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 stays pure, uh Ozai loses his bending and they win the war. Uh it's it's a good idea, but like the build to it is so rushed. Like most other builds in this show are just flat out rushed. Yes. Uh I, I I wish they had Aang struggle with this and then like, you know, at the very end realize, you know, I can't do this. I can't like I can't kill Ozai. Uh so how am I going to beat him? Like instead of talking to all of the previous like Avatar spirits or whatever. He could have been like everybody who's learning these bending from people he was encountering talk about like stuff. No, I like the Avatar thing. I I like the Avatar thing too, but as he's building, he could be trying to learn from other people like how they would approach the situation and try to like fucking like have have it brought into the conversation in some way other than how it was. I I don't know. You don't you're not gonna offer a solution, just complain. No, I I think that like when they say defeat Fire Lord Ozai, they they know what they mean. But Ang, being a, a kid, has no understanding for what they're talking about, really. And I don't know if that's supposed to be playing off his naivete or what, but it it it's it's very underdeveloped and very underwhelming. So that's like the energy bending scene, great. I thought the the struggle for whose like energy is stronger per- works perfectly fine. But the lead up to energy bending is, well, the fight itself with Ozai is visually spectacular, which is why I think they did a lot of uh, lo-fi kind of episodes leading up to that in the third season. So that way they could have like the big smash of uh, Day of Black Sun and Sosin's Comet. And then in between that, it's just kind of like whatever. Uh, but there, there's just, his character, especially in the third season, is really like adamant about doing things peacefully, non-violently, and it's like, but that's never how your job has been done before. And I, I think it was especially poignant when he had the uh, other air-bending avatar come in and be like, "Yes, the monks taught me all of that stuff, but still had to fucking kill people, and that's important. Like you have to sacrifice your own personal preferences for the greater good." And she even says, like, you're never going to reach enlightenment as the Avatar. You're just not going to. You're not going to find that balance because you can't. Because you're going to kill. And so Aang gets the best of both worlds. Uh, is it a bit of a cop-out? Probably a little bit. Uh, mainly because it's a children's show. They didn't want to. That's probably why they didn't want to do it. It would be too depressing. It'd be, yeah. It, it's like there's no other solution. So they had to come up with a solution. And I don't know if they came up to it late. 
uh, if they eventually like, oh shit, how are we going to get this guy to finally... If maybe they had a darker ending in mind and Nickelodeon was like, no, no, no! Children's show! Because yeah. it's like... So Legend of Korra uh, is a much darker show than this show. Uh, a lot of people die. There's a lot of blood. Uh, so it's a wonder that it was even on Nickelodeon in the first place. Uh, but eventually it moved to like web release episodes. Okay. Because they're like, well, we can't put this on our fucking network. We're a children's network. So uh, that's why I think the partnership with Netflix and Nickelodeon is beneficial because it can allow creators of Nickelodeon projects to uh, explore themes that they want that are more adult and more serious in tone and do it on Netflix where Netflix will be like, look, we can like we'll accept anything. Yeah. Yes, they will. Hi, Hubie Halloween. I might. Nope, you're definitely watching that. Nope, you're watching that. that. No, I'm I'm breaking your phone. All right, Bubby, is there anything else you want to say to the peoples? Uh, yeah, listen to Netflix on Swill every day. My God, you already fucking shamelessly self-plugged four times. Oh, I mean, like we talk about like, but we watch this on Netflix, so that's why I talk about our show. I understand. Even though I have it on, I've had this, I have had the series on Blu-ray the whole time. It's more of a pain in the ass to get the shit out and fucking switch discs. It is also it's also only three discs. Still a pain in the ass. So it's like one season per disc. It's still a pain. In Not the terrible. Ass. Uh, regardless, um, irregardless. Regardless, I didn't say ir- I don't say irregardless. I know irregardless. irregardless isn't. No, it's not a word. <laughs> Listen to Netflix and Swill. Next month is October, which means spoopy time, which means I'm going to have a horror guy on as my guest. He's getting fucking roasted (laughs) everywhere. It's amazing. (laughs) He's a horror guy. If you don't know who he is, his name's Gerald. He likes horror movies. We're going to be reviewing the Addams Family from the 60s, the old school shit where they used to give out like Power Rangers level of episodes per season. Exactly. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together, rookie. The Adams family. The house is a museum. Oh, we're not going anymore. You don't know anymore. Ah, yeah, that's that's what I have a weird dad. I know all the lyrics. Sure. Uh, what will I say about Avatar that will close it up? I understand the love for it. I don't understand a 9.2 out of 10 on 9.2 feels extremely fucking generous. I think I think the highest I would go is like an 8.5. But even still, like that's, that's neglecting a lot of issues this series And that's giving it has. a lot of credit for like raising your kids for you. Yes. I I think there are some good like there's a lot of good stuff for kids to know. Uh it's not talking down to them which is why adults feel like they can watch this show and i think that's nice so if you haven't seen avatar i do recommend you watch it but just understand like like people say it's one of the greatest tv shows of all time and maybe it's one of the most transcendent because it can be watched by anybody uh and you don't feel like you're like the show is treating you like an idiot i feel that way about adventure time and adventure time is better but top like tackles less intense topics you also watch Adventure Time when you're high, so... Oh, I mean, man, it's so fucking good. It makes me so happy. I watched it with Nora and Harper the other day. Hi, then. Good. Tree trunks, get your hot buns in here. All right, we're going to get our hot buns out of here. Bubby, where can the people find you? Shameless self-plug, fifth time for me. Uh, the same place you can find rabbit ears at NetflixandSwill.com. Woo, NetflixandSwill.com. I love that place. Lots of good porn. What? Cuties? Oof. <laughs> fucking 14 year old boob apparently what the fuck yeah that's fucking crazy you know what here's so here's the conspiracy theorist in me they bought this movie knowing it was going to be get backlash gave themselves negative like word of mouth only to get credit for goodwill for taking it off so like the whole fucking thing is a marketing ploy to get goodwill from oh we didn't know there was 14 year old booby and it we're taking this off the platform forgive us they, we're gonna lose money there's no way to know 14 year old booby was in it regardless i already said this i'm just not everybody who listens to this show listens to your show although they should uh, i'm just saying you're taking credit for your conspiracy theory when that's my you didn't say theory. it all like that you said that maybe they'll get some goodwill from it i'm saying that was their goal from the beginning from getting this my conspiracy theory is that they knew this would cause outrage. Uh, 
eventually, like, whenever someone, I, I feel like someone from Netflix France, because they have a production hub in Netflix in, in France, uh, Netflix France went, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. And then fucking Ted Sarandos watching, he's like, uh, what'd you do now? Huh? Excuse me? Why'd you do this? Uh, okay, uh, negative marketing, go. Get, get people talking about it. It is number, it was number eight on Sunday in the U.S. Eight overall, not even, like, of yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is topping nowhere else. Because it's fucking... And if and you're about gross. to say there are child, pe- there are only no, pedophiles in America. Wrong. No, no, God, no! Pedophiles exist everywhere, child. Come on yeah. now, so, dirty ass old men everywhere. I, I, I don't know. I I'm fe- just saying that it was maybe they bought it and then decided upon this campaign, or maybe they bought it with this campaign in mind, going like, oh well, we can only fucking. And then you said there's also fucking Netflix ads, which I don't know if you talked about on your show that you'd seen too. There was one Netflix commercial that like. Only had any kind of impact if you had already seen all the shows they were showing. Oh yeah, we didn't. Talk, I didn't talk about that, but yeah, they they just put out one commercial called uh, "One More Story" or something like that. Yeah, and like it's just showing a bunch of Netflix shows that like, unless you know it's Netflix and you you watch all of these shows, and I have uh, because I so run a Netflix show. So it creates a feeling. So you're you, like, but otherwise, and it, it was on during. What the fuck were we watching? It was, uh, I, no, I think it was on during Thursday Night Football. Maybe. Yeah, it was Thursday Night Football because I was up and down screaming about like Patrick That's Mahomes popping off. That's right, because I was off. reading while you were watching because you were watching because I was at Caroline. And I was like, oh shit, look. And then the, the commercial came on. And then they had uh, the Trial of the Chicago 7 trailer come on during Sunday Night Football. So obviously they're making a big push for that. They want that to be a big thing. Starring uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. You know, Borat. My He's being a serious actor now. He's been a serious actor. That's He's a- been in a bunch of stuff that was serious-ish. Uh-huh. Like, he was in The Legend of Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. I thought it was just Sweeney Todd. The, I mean, the it's Demon Sweeney Barber Todd, Fleet and then, like, is it a semicolon is the two dots? No. It's a regular colon? Semicolons with the dot and the comma. Yes. Got it. So, colon, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street is the full name of the play. But yeah, uh, if you're somebody who watches a lot of Netflix or doesn't watch a lot of Netflix but has a Netflix subscription and you feel like you don't get your money's worth out of it, uh, check out Netflix and Swill on all of your podcatchers uh, where we talk about basically everything that comes to Netflix for the most part and uh, decide for you whether it's uh, worth it to watch or not. And occasionally when I've binged something that you don't feel like binging, I'll jump on and tell you what to watch or not. Yeah, you did, uh, what was that, Cheer? Was that, was that what that was called? I did cheer, but then I also did too hot to handle. Yeah, for some and reason then, you fucking watched too hot whatever, to handle. No, I, and then there was another one where the fucking people love is blind. That one, yeah. That was the other you one. You watch all the garbage reality shows, so we don't have to. I mean, I, you're welcome. That's it for us. Um, I never feel guilty about being privileged. We need to watch season four. Did they change up their intros? Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Keep it one Babe, thing. This season, this season, so Tinsley left halfway through the season, and then they changed. So there's only five women left. All five women halfway through the season changed their fucking tagline. Get the fuck out of here. To reference shit that had happened during the first half of the season. What, why? Oh, uh, Luann. Oh, uh, uh, disaster. It, it would. So only Luann's got recognized as being something that was referencing what happened during the first half of the season. So she got fucking crucified for it for like laughing and being in on her own joke whereas everybody else had already done it but like theirs was more subtle because their things weren't as recognizable yeah it was a disaster I like making my own money I find that an aphrodisiac that's Ramona I run with a fabulous circle of people I have a taste for luxury, and luxury has a taste for me. New York City is my playground. Uh, <laughs> I've it? created a great life, and I love living it. Something about social climbing. What the fuck yeah. was Alex? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, what does Alex say? It's been a while. <laughs> it, it, is, it is just like, I love social climbing. <laughs> That's basically her thing. And my ugly husband. And I spread eagle in the hotel lobby of his hotel. My husband wears European bathing suits. <sighs> oh my God. Francois and Johan in that hamburger. Anyways, that's it for us.
Bye. Uh, Shalomi, my homies, and welcome to Netflix and Swell, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and moves. Suck a dick, dipshits! Hit end. My cabbages! My cabbages! My cabbages! Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Get it.